Athens, Georgia is a home to a multitude of sports teams at the University of Georgia, at local high schools, and in the surrounding community. Every team, every athlete, every coach has a story. As students in the Sports Media Certificate at UGA, we go looking for these stories. We're bringing you some of them to you here in the Carmichael Sports Media Institute's podcast series. Hello and welcome to the UGA Sports Media Podcast. Today is Thursday, September 30th, where we will continue our discussion on Oconee County High School's fall sports. I, Katherine Lewis, will be hosting today's episode alongside Oconee County High School beat reporter Michaela Goff and North Oconee High School beat reporter Hannah Donison. This week, we will cover cross country, football, softball, and volleyball, but let's again start off with some football talk. It looks like Oconee County is still undefeated through five games, right, Michaela? Talk to me a little bit about what's going on there. Yeah, so after a lot of speculation on our last podcast, uh, the Warriors did end up beating Thomasville on Friday, September 18th by a score of 20-6. to And it's actually kind of cool because I heard that score on ESPN during the Georgia-South Carolina game on Saturday. So ESPN did this whole little segment on Oconee County High School, and they talked all about Travis Nolan, who is, of course, the head football coach at Oconee County High School, but he's also the father of Zeb Noland, who graduated from Oconee County High School, but then who also started as the South Carolina Gamecocks starting quarterback um, against the Georgia Bulldogs. So they also did a cool little segment on Brad Johnson, who is the former Super Bowl quarterback, and he's the quarterback's coach at Oconee County, but he's also the father of Max and Jake Johnson. Max Johnson, who's the quarterback at LSU, and Jake Johnson, who's the tight end at Oconee County High School, but will be playing at LSU next year. Wow, that's really cool. It seems like Oconee County has a lot of ties to collegiate and professional sports, which I think is so neat, but also it's great for the school to get that coverage on a national network, too. So tell me a little bit about how the Warriors pulled off a win against Thomasville last Friday. So back to the actual game against Thomasville, the Warriors' defense had been struggling against the run all season, but they ended up holding Thomasville to 119 yards and just one touchdown. So their defense really shined. But in particular, Darius Johnson Jr. was absolutely the star of this show. He was all over the field, and Thomasville just didn't have an answer to him. Um, He's actually a really cool player because he plays wide receiver and defensive back on both sides of the ball, which I thought was really interesting. I haven't heard of too many sports players or football players who are able to do that, but um, he ended up catching five passes for 111 receiving yards and had five tackles on the night. He also was the only Warriors player to score touchdowns of the night. Um, One was on a pass from quarterback Jacob Wright, and then he ran 73 yards into the end zone, and he also had a pick six off of an interception. Junior Whit Weeks said that Johnson Jr. is just a straight-up baller. And Johnson Jr. is just so talented, and he's someone who can play both sides of the ball, whether that's scoring touchdowns and making tackles or picking the ball off. He just does everything on that football field, and Weeks was absolutely right when he said that talent like that doesn't come around too often. Looking back on last week's game, the 3A Warriors took down the 5A Veterans 
35 to 16 to remain undefeated at 5 and 0 this season and they haven't lost a regular season game since August 30th, 2019. Looking ahead to tomorrow, Oconee County is going to face off against East Jackson in their first region matchup of the season and will obviously be looking to continue their winning streak, their undefeated season. And currently, the Warriors are ranked number one in Class 3A. In other football news, last night, Jake Johnson, who is the number one tight end in the country, uh, was officially welcomed to the 2022 All-American Bowl, which was a really cool experience for him. Additionally, it was Johnson last week who caught three touchdown passes from quarterback Jacob Wright against veterans. Wow, that's great to hear that Oconee County is having such a successful start to its season with a number of highly experienced players. And I also think it's just so cool in the high school um, experience to have those like really standout players. So going to the other side of Oconee County, it appears that after a rough start in non-conference play for North Oconee, the team has had more ex more success in its first conference game last Friday against Madison County. So Hannah, can you tell me a little bit about what you've seen in this team so far? Yes, so after a little bit of a rough start, North Oconee has improved their record to 2-3 and three after shutting out Madison County 28-0 um, on September 24th which was its first region win. The captains of the game were Luke Kincad, Rod Finch, Jameson Martin, and John Scott Griner. The Titans had three fourth quarter touchdowns to secure their victory. And one thing we've learned from this game is that the North Oconee defense is strong and solid and is going to be the game changer for their success this season. The Titans' defense forced Madison County to punt six times during the game. The last punt was blocked in the Titans' end zone, allowing the Titans to capture the ball at the one-yard line. Roderick Finch capitalized on this opportunity and ran in his second touchdown of the night for a one-yard touchdown. The Titans' defense also only allowed Madison County to have 54 yards in the second half and only allowed two first downs in the second half. The game ball was dedicated to the entire defense at the end of the game with junior safety Jack Fabris and senior linebacker and game captain Luke Kincad of the defense um, winning the game ball. Also, um, on the last podcast, we talked about the quarterback um, uncertainty, who was going to start, and sophomore Max Wilson saw his first start at QB. He rushed 12 times for 101 yards and he completed 8 out of 15 of his passes, totaling with 64 yards. This win gives the Titans a huge advantage over Madison County that be because it was their first region win and it really benefits them in the playoff seating. This win will give North Oconee an advantage to having a home playoff game. Tomorrow night, North Oconee will travel to 7th-ranked Chesapeake in Gainesville, Georgia, who are 2-2. Two and two. Chesapeake will be playing North Oconee in its first Region 8-4A opener as they had a bye week last week, so I'm kind of unsure on how North Oconee will do against Chesapeake because they haven't played any games in their region. And just a little fun fact that Bubba Chandler, the star quarterback from last year, was actually at North Oconee last week to cheer on his fellow former teammates and help support them with the win. And then another fun fact about the North Oconee football team was that senior Brett Biga was awarded the North Oconee High School September Athlete of the Month. He plays wide receiver and defensive back for the football team, and is just a great asset to North Oconee's football team, especially their strong defense. 
So it sounds like North Oconee is making some changes onto the football team, and it's great to hear that some of their alums are coming back and supporting the team still. So obviously it's still early in the season, but great to hear that they're off to a better start as they're entering conference play. Um, so on to volleyball. Today we have special guests Sophia and Isabella Machado joining us for a short interview. The Machados are actually twins and they both compete for the North Oconee volleyball team. So let's take a listen for a minute about what they have to say on their team and how it's shaping up this season. So Sophia and Isabel Machado are both sophomores at North Oconee High School and they're joining me today to talk a little bit about, of course, volleyball. So let's get into it. Um, so how did you guys both get started playing the sport? Um, we started probably in fifth grade, sixth grade at our old school and our mom put us into this low stress like just a camp just to try it out and so after we had a lot of fun we did the camp and then she she wanted to get us into more play more club like school and stuff like that and so we didn't really want we did not want to do it at all i don't know why we just did not want to do it and so like my mom she was like you know just try it out just see how it goes I mean, really, like, loved it. It was so fun. A team sport is great. Um, so it wasn't something that you picked up the ball and you were like, I love this sport, I want to play it. No. Not exactly. No. <laughs> was there another sport you guys had? Just volleyball. Just volleyball. Okay. But then you learned to love it over yes. time? Okay, yes. great. And was, um, okay, so when you picked out your number, Sophia, you're 11, mm -hmm. and Isabella, you're 22, did they mean anything to you? Or um, why'd you pick those numbers? I picked 22 because... Um, my role model, uh, Megan Donovan from UGA, the center. Okay. So that's that's why I picked twenty two. Yeah, I think I just I just randomly picked eleven. I feel like, and then it just like ended up matching up like twenty two eleven. Right. That's what I saw. I was like, was there, was there some like twin sister yeah. like thing <laughs> happening there? You just happened to it worked out that way, yeah. <laughs> and it's easy to spot y'all on the court. Yeah. Um, so at North Oconee, you guys play indoor, but have either of you guys tried out beach volleyball before or have an interest in it? We have not tried beach yet, but I think it'd be good. Something for us that to you do. could do, and it, would that be an off-season interest Probably, that you would yeah, do? In so, the okay. So how how much time during the year do you dedicate to volleyball? Quite a lot. lot. That's all we do. <laughs> School and volleyball. That's our everyday life. Yeah. And yeah. is it something where when you're not doing it for North Oconee, you do a travel team? Yes, we do club. We play for Walton Lake Volleyball, and they're great. So we do school and then automatically club. Okay, great. So all year round, 24-7 yes. volleyball. Um, you mentioned that you have a role model in the sport. So I would love for you to talk more about that. And is it somebody, maybe not even a professional athlete, but even like a collegiate team that you guys really follow and are passionate about? Um, I think Georgia, for, for me, I watched Megan Donovan a lot since she first came to Georgia and she's a really great setter. So that's, she's always, you know, talking on the court, leading their team. So I think that's really who my role model is it's great Georgia yeah. and then our parents like from the big from the beginning she like my mom she would just bring us to volleyball games when we were little and like I don't I don't think I really remember that much but there's videos that she shows me every once in a while I just us at volleyball games so like it just it was like it was a growing type of thing like we grew into it okay great and speaking of college do you guys have any aspirations to play I know you guys are only sophomores it's a little early to think about that but do you want to hopefully play in college hopefully yes that's, that's our, our plan that's yes. the plan no. 
Okay, great. And um, your team has a new head coach this year, Jordan Childs. So describe the impact she's had on you and your team as a whole so far. She's great. We've had a higher expect expectation that she's held us to. And so we know what that expectation is coming into practice, coming into games. So it's really like lifted up everyone's spirits really and having a better, better gameplay, better trust in our teammates. So I think it's really benefited us. Great. Yeah. It just overall it just limited like it raised our expectations a lot. I feel like in practice we're a lot louder, like we're working as a team and in gameplay it's just it gets it's better. Great. And like what during during your matches, what's like what's a switch in the energy on the court? Like say if you guys are down in a set, what do you guys kinda of do to bring your team together as a whole and pick up the energy on the court? Um, because we have like substitutions in with different players. Um, we try and so whoever's coming off, we try and have the person who's coming on bring more energy than the person who just came off. So we just kind of everyone brings an energy. Um, specific people are very loud, very talkative. So we just come together and uplift each other. I know front row talks to front row, back row will talk to back row. Like everyone's just communicating. Like our libero, she'll come up to the front row and she'll talk to us, and it's really great just to have everyone talking. Is there, are there any pre-game traditions that you guys do? Is there like a playlist you always listen to or anything like that? Yes, we listen to, we have our own playlist. We have dance parties and the yeah. bus and Pitbull's the locker. <laughs> I was going to say, who's like the top artist that you guys listen to for game? That's great. Um, okay, so your season is coming down to the wire. I know you play Prince and Hart next week before you go into playoffs. So what do you hope to kind of accomplish these next two games before you go into the double elimination? I think just keeping the energy, keeping consistent and being able to execute, especially because we're about to go into our region tournament. So we also have to just work as a team to get to get that far and hopefully continue and to stay. Yeah, I feel like we just need to have consistent energy throughout the entire game and it's just like especially bench and like on the court like everyone needs to be talking and make that gym loud because that's what we really need to do awesome okay well those are all the more serious questions that i have for you guys time to have a little fun we're gonna play who's more likely so it'll be a question and then if you guys like i'll maybe i'll count down like three two one and you'll say like who's more likely to do the things they're gonna have 10 on the list so i'll start off easy um who's more likely to oversleep in the morning Ready? Three, two, one. Yeah, <laughs> Have you done it before? Yes, I've slept multiple times to 1 p.m. Oh and like yeah. through your alarm too. Like yes. that's I'm the same that's way in the morning. Myself. It's hard. I'm a morning person, I feel like. Yeah. You are a morning person? Okay, I are you a night owl? Yes. Okay. Definitely. Okay, who is more likely to have a reality TV show? Okay. Ready? <laughs> Three, two, one. Oh. oh, okay. <laughs> Both think the other. Why? Okay. Why do you think that, Sophia? I feel like you're just like I don't know. You just like post a lot more on social media than I do. <laughs> you're more interactive on social media. I feel like that. I don't know. Mm. Isabella, what do you think? I feel like you're more talkative, more outgoing. So yeah. Okay. You'd have a show all the time. Okay. So next, who is more likely to burn the turkey on Thanksgiving Day? You are? Oh, no, I... oh, you have it. Ready? Okay. Three, two, one. Me. <laughs> do you cook? Do you cook often? We cook. Isabel? I just 
don't pay attention I and like, lack common sense in some, <laughs> in some areas. So that would be one where yeah. the timer goes off and it goes right yeah. over your head. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so next, who is more likely to cry at the end of a movie? Okay. Ready? Three, two, one. Me. I don't know. I don't oh, care. both of We don't really watch sad movies. Okay. Yeah, I don't watch sad movies, but I feel like... I've only watched one. Where Romantic movies—they don't ever pull at your heartstrings. No. no. no really. What's your What's your choice of movie? Comedy. I like action. Okay. Comedy and cool. Action. Okay. Great. So, you both say each other sort of, kind of, not really, because yeah. we don't watch them. Okay. Um, who is more likely to spend a lot of their money on clothes? <laughs> Three, two, one. Me? Yeah. <laughs> well, why? I'm a materialistic person. I like having my things. Yeah. And I just. Yeah, like sporging on things. What's your, like, are you a loungewear? Do you like to dress up? Um, Athletic? I have my athletic, and then I have my going. I have more going out. Okay, like Like dinners and fun stuff like that. Definitely don't. I have more athletic stuff than you do. Okay, who is more likely to forget about plans that they made? Three, two, one. Me. Isabel. Yeah, I have an awful memory. I don't you know why, but I just do. <laughs> You'd be the one to text your friend and be like, hey, let's get lunch, and yeah. then forget yes. that you have to That would be <laughs> Okay, so we kind of touched on this, but who's more likely to get a million followers on TikTok? On TikTok. On TikTok. Okay. Three, two, one. I feel like me. Okay, Sophia, are, are you on TikTok? Also, are you active? Yeah. Okay. She's have, more on like, TikTok. Yeah, we have like a, an account. Just post on it. What us. is it more like dance? Is it dance. recipes? What is the vibe? Just like just dance. Just dancing. Yeah. yeah. Nice. <laughs> Who is more likely to go bungee jumping? Ready? Three, two, one. Really? Oh, both of y'all. No, I said me. We talked about this the other day. So y'all both have a little daredevil in you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like I'd chicken out. Like when I got up, there. I would do that. <laughs> you would. I would do it. That and like skydiving. Yeah. I'd say I do it. I'd probably just get up there and just quit <laughs> <laughs> you'd be like all right no it's not <laughs> but you can go I'll, I'll yeah. push you off it's fine okay who is more likely to move out because there's a spider in their room mm-hmm. spider snake any any creepy animal like that okay. ready three two one really <laughs> yeah, I'll say other. well I, I do you have a fear I'll... of insects or like I think so I think they just gross me out yeah so you could kill it yeah, like you'd be I fine it's just yeah, and getting it outside yeah. and getting rid of it and disposing of it. And, okay, this is the last one. Who is more likely to be a cat or a dog lady? Hmm. Okay. Ready? Three, two, one. Really? What? <laughs> I feel like we, we have a dog, just our one dog, and we just love him. So yeah. you guys are dog people, yeah, not cat people. people. No, okay. No, no, but no. you'd be happy having, like, a litter of dogs yeah. one day. Okay. Is there a type of dog that you... What's the what's the dog that you have now? What kind is he or she? He's a Bichon Frise mixed with a poodle, oh, wow. but we're allergic to dogs, so he's like yeah. hypo. Hypoallergenic. Gotcha, gotcha. What's the name? Max. Oh, adorable. How old is he? He's five. Five. Yes. Okay. Good. But no, I'm I'm the same way. I don't have cats. I've had two dogs and I love them. But okay. Well, that is it. Thank you guys yeah. so much for doing yeah. this with yeah. me. It was great to hear from two girls who have been so successful on the volleyball team so far, but also have another dynamic away from sports. And sticking to the Machado sisters team, Hannah, it seems like the North Oconee volleyball team is continuing to have its ups and downs this season, but more ups lately, if I'm not mistaken. 
Yes, so recapping what the North Oconee Volleyball team has done in the past couple of weeks, on September 21st, they lost to Loganville Christian 2-1, but won against Lanier Christian 2-0, and two highlights from the game was that Morgan Morale had 26 digs and 3 aces, and Isabella Machado had 18 assists and 8 aces, which is very impressive. On September 23rd, they swept the region tri-match. They beat Madison County 2-0, winning 25-6 and 25-5. Sarah Wages had 14 assists and 8 aces, and Isabella Machado had 14 assists and 4 aces. Then this week, on September 28th, they had two region matches and lost both of them. They lost to Chesapeake 2-0 and lost to Flowery Branch. Currently, the North Oconee Volleyball team is... 11 and 14 overall, 3 and 3 in league play, and they're currently ranked 4th place in 4A Region 8. Their next game is next week on Tuesday, October 5th at Prince Avenue Christian. Prince Avenue Christian is currently doing very well this season. They're 28 and 6 overall and 3 and 1 in Region 8A private, holding 2nd place. And Michaela, what about Oconee County Volleyball? What's going on there? Yeah, there's a lot of exciting things going on at Oconee County Volleyball. Uh, the team ended up winning the Ram Rally Tournament on September 18th in a really exciting match and came from behind to beat Tequila in three sets and probably played the best that they have all season in that deciding set. Earlier that day, Oconee County had actually lost to Prince Avenue in three sets, but they came back to sweep finals against Grayson, which was also a sweep. Grace Wenrich who's a name that we've been hearing a lot of, led the team at the Ram Rally Tournament with 104 assists, 9 aces, 11 kills, and 36 digs. Additionally, Braden Cox won over 60% of her serving points in the tournament and had two crucial blocks in the championship match. Oconee County went on to sweep both Monroe area and Franklin County to move to 6-0 in area 8-3A. Isabel Miller is another player who's had outstanding performances these past few weeks and she recorded 11 digs and had a 2-plus average in serve receptions against Monroe Area and Franklin County. This past weekend, the volleyball team actually faced four Georgia Top 100 teams and swept Flowery Branch, beat Jackson County 2-1, and swept Loganville before falling to 7A Gainesville. Grace Wenrich, um, again, has consistently led her team in assists, aces, and digs, and in that tournament, she had 100 assists, 12 digs, and four aces. Additionally, she was named the Max Preps Player of the Week for the entire state of Georgia this week. So congratulations to Grace. So needless to say, Oconee County Volleyball is not a team that opponents are wanting to see on their schedule right now. As a 3A team, success in those large tournaments and in local teams before falling to a big 7A team is pretty impressive in my opinion. I'm excited to see what's next for them. So sticking to Oconee County, I know there's another girls team that's starting to heat up. Michaela, how is the softball team doing? Is there anyone in particular that stood out to you? So on Tuesday, the Oconee County High School fast pitch softball team actually came from behind in a huge region comeback. The team was down late in the game, 6-1, to one, and the Warriors fought back and actually ended up securing an 8-6 to six victory over Hart County. While the softball team is currently 9-11 overall on the season, they've had a lot of success in their region play and are currently 7-3 against region teams. So, 
With that being said, the Warrior softball team now heads into the postseason, ranked number two in their region. In last week's 4-2 victory over Stevens County, Kate Newberry pitched a complete game eight hitter with one earned run, one walk, and four strikeouts, while Peyton Hawkins had four hits and one run. Yeah, I know Newberry is such a leader on this team now that she's a junior and having a great season on the mound. And Hannah, North Oconee softball teams is one of the school's most exciting teams, in my opinion. So what happened in the last couple of weeks for this young but successful group of girls? The North Oconee softball team had a win that they will never forget last week. They beat Crosstown rivals Madison County 6-2 on September 25th. And for those of you who don't know, Madison County is a very dominant, very top elite softball program. And for North Oconee to win is something that those girls will never forget. They did lose to Brookwood 5-3 on September 27th and also had two other losses that night. They lost to Flowery Branch 3-0 and lost to East Hall 2-0. But a little uplifting note, the proceeds from the Brockwood game were donated to former player Emily Doberson, who recently battled stage 2 Hodgkin lymphoma. She was diagnosed in April, but in recent weeks learned that she was in remission. Doberson graduated in 2013 and played softball, so despite the loss, that's a little uplifting thing to remember their alumni and bring it back to what they all play for and honor an alumni. And then the next day on September 28th, they dominated over Cedar Shoals 14 to 1, but lost to Jefferson 14 to 3. This region that they're in is the most competitive region for softball in the state of Georgia. So the fact that they are still 10 and 15, having a winning record, they are 9-5 and five in league record and still are first place in 4A Region 8 is phenomenal. You truthfully can't win every game, so they're having a great season, and this schedule will really prepare them for their state tournament that begins October 12th. Their next game is on Tuesday, October 5th, against Flowery Branch at 5.30, and I think that game's going to be very exciting that currently ranked first place in their region and want to come back and have a great comeback game after previously losing to them 3 nothing. Yeah, that does sound like it's going to be a really exciting matchup coming up for the softball team. And it seems like, like North Oconee's volleyball team, they've had their ups and downs as well with softball. But if it really is the most competitive region in Georgia, like you said, then it sounds like they're doing pretty well this season and going to have quite a run in the postseason. So moving on to our last sport of the day, Hannah, let's continue with North Oconee and going on to cross country. So it's my understanding that North Oconee just held an invitational. How did they hold up in that one? Yes, you are right. Last weekend on September 25th, the Titans held the North Oconee Invitational, having 15 schools represented for the women's teams and 16 schools represented for the men's teams. The women's team did all right. They finished ninth place with a score of 240 points. Some notable placers were Hannah Marlowe came in 39th place, Isabel Curry came in 50th place, and Melissa Fisher came in 52nd place. The winner of the women's 5K for this invitational was Jefferson High School. As for the men's, they did better than the women's and placed higher. They finished fifth place out of the 16th, 16 schools represented. Matthew Honey. Cut came in 21st place, David Duncan came in 25th place, and Krish Patel came in 28th place, just to name a few. And actually, for the men's team, Oconee County finished first in the men's overall as a team. 
Up next on October 23rd, the GSA Region 8 4A Championships are coming up with playoffs coming soon, so both the men's and the women's teams do need to make some improvement to have a good playoff season. So with Oconee County winning the North Oconee Invitational, they're obviously having some local success. So Michaela, do you want to tell me about what's going on with uh, the Oconee County cross-country team? Yeah, so as you mentioned, um, at the Invitational that North Oconee hosted, the boys' cross-country team finished as champions um, while the girls were runner-ups. So I think they ended up exactly where they wanted to be, first and second. Uh, No complaints there. Cooper Timberman finished fourth in 16 minutes and 46 seconds, while Scott Susser finished fifth in 16 minutes and 48 seconds. Griffin Roberts finished ninth in 17 minutes and 31 seconds, and Graham Patterson finished 10th in 17 minutes and 36 seconds. On the girls' side, Cindy Matthews finished sixth among 125 runners in 20 minutes and 37 seconds. So that finishes up our discussion on all of Oconee County's and North Oconee's high school sports. But next, we'll get into our fun little sections that we will continue this week from last week. For our last section of this week's podcast, each of our Oconee County and North Oconee beat reporters have predicted their scores for the North Oconee Chesteteve football match that will go down tomorrow night. Hannah, what do you think will happen in this game? I think North Oconee is going to win mainly because of their defense. Uh, as I talked about earlier in the podcast, their defense shut out Madison County, and Chesapeake has never played a region play before. They've only played in non-region games. So I think North Oconee is going to win 35-3. to And Michaela, what do you think of this game? Yeah, Hannah pretty much sold me on that North Oconee Titans defense. So I'm going to say that North Oconee wins this one 27-10. to All right, and for our reporters that aren't here today, Taylor Hearn also picked North Oconee to win the game 28-14, and Sarah Detweiler picked North Oconee to win 24-10. And I will make this a unanimous vote with my decision. I think North Oconee is going to put up quite a few points against Chesity, winning 45-38. So it sounds like Hannah has convinced us all on North Oconee beating Chesity this weekend. It, it'll be Max Wilson's second start at quarterback. So now that he has his first start under his belt, he should be even more successful. And also North Oconee's strong defense should come out on top. But I guess we will see in the next podcast episode if we were correct. So that's all we have today for our episode on Oconee County Sports. But thank you so much for listening. See you all next time. Please subscribe to this podcast at anchor.fm slash carmichael-sports-media. For more information on the UGA Sports Media program, please visit our website at sportsmediainstitute.uga.edu. To see and hear more, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BySportsMediaUGA. UGA.